Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Good morning. God is good, isn't he? Well, today we want to pick it up where we left off. We are going to talk about, again, God's abundance. God wants to bless us abundantly. Not just bless us, because he's going to bless us. He wants to bless us abundantly. And we want to be in position to receive those abundant blessings. We talked about three of them. So let's just mention that the first one was be a person of purity. And we know that it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to be Pure. Now, I say that because our heart is where the purity has to come from. You remember in Matthew chapter 15, the Pharisees were saying that they, the disciples of Jesus didn't wash their hands before they ate. And Jesus said it's not what goes into the mouth that really defiles a man is what's come out of the mouth. And so a little further down, he said, it's from the heart. Everything's from the heart comes out of the mouth. Whatever comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. And then he named some things like slander, adultery, fornication, lying. All those type of things come out of the heart. And so I want my heart to be pure. And I know I have to yield more to the Holy Spirit to get my heart pure. I know that also. So that's the first thing we talked about. The second thing was we said we want to seek the favor of God and not man. Because we tend to do that. I tend to do that. Most people tend to do that. We tend to seek the favor of man. And God wants us to seek his favor. And that's one of the things that said in in one of the Psalms that uh, David sought the favor of God. And that's what we want to do. Then the third thing we talked about two weeks ago was that we want to be a person of humility. A person of humility. And in that, we want to pick it up there. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 14 because that's where we our foundation scriptures were in Daniel. We were using Daniel and his friends to show us how to position ourselves for abundant blessings because we believe that David, that, that uh, Daniel and his three friends, they were blessed abundantly. And so we said, let's see what they did. Now we'll pick it up in chapter 4. And chapter 4 has something that relates to really what we talked about two weeks ago, which is humility. Verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, to all the peoples, nations, and every language that live in all the earth, may your peace abound. It has seemed good to me 
to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God, capital G, has done for me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. That sounds like somebody on fire for the Lord, doesn't it? That really understands who God is. The God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Now, when I was thinking about today, I was thinking about some scriptures I might want to add to what we did two weeks ago. And this stood out to me it was interesting because here is Nebuchadnezzar. He has said some things that we know that he believes some things because of what we read before in Daniel chapter 2. When Daniel told him the dream as well as the interpretation of the dream, he knew that God was that Daniel's God was really, truly the God of God. I wonder, this thought came to my mind, I wonder how many times people really understand that God is the God of gods, that he is the Lord of lords, that he is the creator of of everything, but yet don't serve him. I wonder. What do you think? I wonder is that going on today throughout Lynchburg, surrounding areas, Amherst, Bedford, wherever you may live, Nelson County, wherever it may be, all over the world. I wonder are there people who know and who would say, I believe in God. I know he's a creator. I know he's a king, king. But yet they don't serve him. Yet they don't obey him. I wonder, is that going on? And I know that it is. And it was pointed out to me that through the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe that, that here is Nebuchadnezzar saying these great things, but now... What does he really do? You remember, we can say a lot of things. It's not the ones who are hearers of the word only that are righteous, but the ones who are doers of the word. That's a scripture. That's a scripture in New Testament. Is that correct? It's the doers of the word is justified, not just the hearers only. Okay, so let's find out a little bit more about Nebuchadnezzar. In verse 4 it says, Nebuchadnezzar was at ease in his house and flourishing in my palace. He says in verse 5, I saw a dream and it made me fearful. And these fantasies and as I lay on my bed and the visions in my mind kept alarming me. 
So I gave orders to bring into my presence all the wise men of Babylon that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. So this time he's asking for the interpretation. Then the magicians, the enchanters, the astrologers, and the diviners came in. Now, is he really worshiping the God of God, the King of Kings? And he's, he's <laughs> come on, <laughs> you know. I wonder if people saying all these things, and, and they uh, still want somebody to tell their fortune, want to play with Ouija boards, want to do all these type of things. Uh, he says that they came in, and I related the dream to them, but they could not make its interpretation known to me. But finally, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. Oh, my goodness gracious, that's a little G, isn't it? My God, he's saying, Nebuchadnezzar's saying. I thought he just said. Uh, did, did, did we read that correct? In, 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 in verse 1, 2, 3, 4, did we read that correct? What is, it, what is he doing? Is he, is he, has he forgotten this quick? And I related the dream to him, saying, O Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, <laughs> since I know that the spirit of the holy small G gods is in you, and no, no mystery baffles you, tell me the vision of my dream, which I have seen, along with its interpretation. Now these were the visions in my mind as I lay on my bed. I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew large and became strong, and its height reached to the sky, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its foliage was beautiful, and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches, and all living creatures fed, from the, fed themselves from it. I was looking in the visions of my mind as I lay on my bed, and behold, an angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. He shouted out and spoke as follows, Chop down a tree and cut off its branches, strip off its foliage and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches. Yet leave the stump with its roots in the ground. But a band of iron and bronze around it in the new grass of the field. And let him be drenched with dew of heaven. And let him share with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man, and let a beast's mind be given to him. And let seven periods of time pass over him. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers. And the decision is a command of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whom he wishes and sets it 
and sets over it the lowliest of men. Now, I thought Nebuchadnezzar already knew that because he said it in, in, in earlier to the Most High God. So, really, Nebuchadnezzar really didn't know that because of what he just said before that about the, you know, the small g, about the, all this kind of thing. Let's go a little further, verse 18. This is the dream which I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, tell me its interpretation, inasmuch as none of the wise men in my kingdom is able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able for a spirit of the holy God, small g, is in you. Then Daniel, whose name is Belteshazzar, was appalled for a while, as his thoughts alarmed him, the king responded and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar replied, my lord, if only the dream applied to those who hate you and its interpretation to your adversaries. The tree that you saw, which became large and grew strong, whose height reached to the sky was, and was visible to all the earth, and whose foliage was beautiful, and its fruit abundant, and which the food was fall, and which the beasts of the field dwelt, and the branches of the birds of the sky large. It is you, O king, for you have become great and known strong, and your majesty has become great and reached the sky, and your dominion to the end of the earth. In that the king saw an angelic watcher, a holy one descending from heaven, and saying, Chop down a tree and destroy it, yet leave its stump and its roots to the ground, but then a band of iron and bronze around it and new grass in the field and be drenched him with the dew and of heaven and uh, share with the beasts of the field seven periods of time to that pass over. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree that the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the king, that you be driven away from mankind and your dwelling be placed be with the beasts of the field and you be given grass to eat like cattle and be drenched with dew of heaven in seven periods of time which pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes, and in that it is commanded to leave the stump with his roots, your kingdom will be assumed of you, assured of you, after you recognize that it is heaven that rules. Therefore, O king, this is what he said, my advice to you, let my advice be pleasing to you. Break away now from your sins by doing righteousness and from your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor in case there might be, be a prolonging of your prosperity. If you had a dream like that, if I had a dream like that, and somebody who has never missed a correct interpretation was called in, he gave that interpretation, what would you do? Would you, would, would you, <laughs> would you say, oh my goodness, uh, he might have missed it this time. <laughs> what do you think? I think I think I'll say, Daniel, hey, what can I do? You, you say if I, if I would break off my sins and do righteousness, if I would 
uh, give to the poor if I would do all these things. You think you think it might happen? He said, well, he would probably say, okay, can, you know, it, it might. I don't know. But one thing for sure, it can't hurt. I would try to find out what it is I need to do to get out of that dream, to get that dream from happening. Because you know and I know that's a bad dream. That interpretation uh, of that dream is terrible. I mean, it's terrible. Now, I was reading a commentary, and the commentary said that it actually is a disease that can happen uh, to someone that, that um, they, their mind uh, gets all messed up, and they think they're an animal. And I don't know about all that, but I do know that's the Bible. And I do know that Bible said that this is what's going to happen, and the decree is set because it's from the angelic being. So that means God was going to do this thing. Why would God do that? Just think about it. Why would God do something like that to Nebuchadnezzar when Nebuchadnezzar said um, in, in verse 1, 2, 3, 4, you mean, oh, most high God, he's the king, he's this, he's that. Why would he do that? Could it be because he's just saying words, lip service, and it's really not true in his heart? But God had blessed Nebuchadnezzar, even though he was wicked. I mean, he, he still blessed him. But Nebuchadnezzar needed to know that just because you're blessed today, just because you're president, you're, you're, you're in a high place now on your job, you're whatever you want, don't you think that God can't, in the next second, in the next minute, you be gone, expire out of this life, or out of your job, or out of your position, or whatever it is, God can humble us. He can humble us. And he only does it because he loves us. He's a God of humility. And he wants us humble like he is. And you know that everything that God did, he always had something in the background, in the future, that he's going to bring you back to where you needed to be. Whether it was Israel or whether it's Nebuchadnezzar. Because he said that, hey, don't, don't cut off the stump. Because when I had a tree in my yard and I want to get rid of the tree, I got rid of the tree, but I got rid of the stump too. I had, I had that man come in and put over there and, and get rid of the stump and there was none of the sawdust left. Gone. Period. No tree has come up in that place where, 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 that, where it was. But I know we have cut off bushes at my house, and we cut that thing down to a nub, but we left, <laughs> we left the nub with the, with the roots, and it grew right on back. I know that too. Let's go a little further with Nebuchadnezzar, because I think this is, Important to because I believe it's more people 
operating in pride than you think it is. I think that I'm in pride more than I think I am. I'm serious. I think Nebuchadnezzar didn't know he was in pride because who would who would do such a thing, who would say such a thing after a dream like that in an interpretation like that, who in the world would say something like he said in verse 28? Let's go to verse 28. All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar, the king. Twelve months later, so now we're a year later. People forget things, don't they? People forget things after, uh, you know, a certain period of time goes over. Uh, they say, oh, you know, that, that dream, <laughs> you know, that was probably Daniel. He missed it this time. He missed it this time. How many of you know that when the word of God, God goes forth, it does not return void. It shall accomplish that which he pleased. It shall prosper into the thing which he sent it. Though it might tarry, it's surely going to come to pass, isn't it? <laughs> Those are scriptures, aren't they? In different places. Twelve months later, verse 29, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace at Babylon. Verse 30, the king reflected and said, Is this not Babylon the Great, which I myself have built as a royal residence by the might of my power and for the glory of my majesty? Oh, isn't that humility? <laughs> Why the words... While the word was in, his, in the king's mouth, a voice came from heaven saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, sovereignty has been removed from you, and you will be driven. Now, now in other words, the word comes to pass. The word comes to pass. Right then. I wonder if he never would have said anything like that, would have kept you know, in humility. I know our God. I know God would have changed things. You said, wait a minute, you said the word of God doesn't return void, it shall accomplish that which is pleased, it shall prosper to the thing which you've sent it. Well, how can you say he's going to change it then? Because he's already said that he honors those who are in humility. He did. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It, 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 it says that, 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 that the person who's proud, he's going to fall. The person who is humble is going to receive honor. I mean, it's all the way through Scripture. And in this example, it's all the way through Scripture. Isn't it? You know, just think of one. Um, uh, one of the kings, the decree was to, told him, get your house in order. Get it in order because you're going to die. And he started crying. Turned his face to the wall, started crying. And he started humbling himself. He started humbling himself. 
you know, somebody as wicked as Ahab. Come on now. As wicked as Ahab. You don't get no more wicked than Ahab. Who's Ahab's wife? Jezebel. You don't, you don't get no more wicked than that. Don't get no more wicked. And, and, and he, he, of course, had uh, agreed to have Naboth killed. And just think now. God came to him with a decree by the prophet. Ahab started walking softly, humbling himself. God sent the prophet right back and says, it's not going to happen in your lifetime because you humbled yourself. I'll bring it to pass in your son's lifetime. God is good. All he wants is our cooperation in being transformed to be just like Jesus. That's all he wants. He's, he doesn't want stubborn and stiff-hearted uh, servants, does he? You, you remember when I said that, that um, in, in I think it was 1 Peter 5, 5, when it, when it was said that, it said, and, and all of you, I want you to be clothed with humility. And we said that clothed means what? Come on now. I, I, those, those who are here, come on. Put on the... Come on, Jack. Put on the, what's that? What is this? Apron. Put on the apron. That's what it means, be clothed with humility. Put on the apron. What, what does the apron represent in, in Scripture when it, when, I, when it said be clothed? What did I say meaning in Greek? It's a servant's garment, garment. And whoever wore this, you know they were a servant. All of us need to be wearing one of these all the time spiritually. Spiritually. We'd be wearing an apron. And instead of saying, what does this thing say? Instead of saying this in the picture, it should be saying the servant of servants, the servant of the most high God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God wants servants. He wants servants. This happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Now, verse 34, chapter 4. But at the end of that period, you remember that uh, his kingdom, was the stump was going to still be there, right? Okay. Uh, at the end of the period, Nebuchadnezzar, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned. So we know he lost his reasoning. He thought it was animal. To me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and, and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. Well, he said that before. Right? I believe he means it this time. <laughs> All the inhabitants of the earth are, are counted as nothing. Oh, I think he got it. But he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, what have you done? Is that right? At that time, my reason returned to me. See, when you when start 
not only is he talking right, but his heart. I believe Nebuchadnezzar's heart had changed to where he really believes that all of us are nothing, are dust. God can do what he wants to, wants to do. So his reason returned to him, and my majesty and splendor were restored to me for the glory of my kingdom. And my counselors and my nobles began seeking me out, so I was reestablished in my sovereignty, and surpassing greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and this is after all this is returned to him, and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are true and his ways just. And he is able to humble those who walk in pride. Oh, my goodness, Grace, I believe he has it. I believe he has it. Do we have it? Do we have it? That's the key thing. Do we have it? Now, that was number three. And I wanted to linger on that a little bit more because I did about 17 minutes of that two weeks ago. Because I believe it's the most important thing that we can gain. We, we, got, to, we got to be pure in it. Our heart has to be pure. That's for sure. It has to be. We have to be seeking God's favor, not man's favor. That's not going to work. See, they're all tied together. But pride versus humility. Uh, no, 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 no. Make sure Make sure you surround yourself with someone who will tell you the truth, please. Don't surround yourself with yes people. Give your mate permission to tell you the truth. Give your parents permission to tell you the truth. Come on. Give your coworkers permission to tell you the truth. Give your employees, if you're an employer, or employer, if you're an employee, permission to tell you the truth. Because you don't want to be in pride. And some people are not going to tell you the truth. They, they will know you in pride. They will know you think you know everything. And they'll tell that to somebody else, but they won't tell it to you. Come on. Don't you know people who think they know everything? Sure, we all do. <laughs> sure, we all do. And we'll, all of us are probably one of those who think they know everything. Yeah. I was talking to, to, to one, one person, they said, my mate... You can't change their mind about nothing. Whatever they say, they believe it's the truth, and everybody else got to line up with it because they don't think they're ever wrong. I mean, that's what they told me. And they were talking about their mates. Come on. Your mate knows, don't they? Your parents know. Even if you're grown, your parents know. 
Yeah. Parents know about their children. They know. Worship God only. Worship God only. That's number four. Worship God only. Okay? Worship Him only. Let's go to chapter three. Let's go back one. In chapter three, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he made an image of gold. That's verse one. The height of it was 90 feet. My goodness gracious, a basketball goal is 10 feet. So we're talking about nine basketball goals high. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. And nine feet wide. Pretty big figure. Now, he says that when you hear the music, everybody bow down to this image. Because I made this image. I want you all to bow down to it. Whoever, verse 6, whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. So when you hear the music, fall down. Now, you remember I said it? Seek God's favor, not man. That was one of the things Daniel believed in. Daniel didn't want to, to defile himself with the king's table, nor is he going to defile himself by worshiping idols. Okay? Now, you know that an idol can be a lot of different things that we believe will be able to help us instead of God. People, uh, people believe that there's a, it's something that's going to help you, help it rain when you need rain, something's going to help it sun, the sunshine when you need sunshine. People believe a lot of different crazy things. People believe their job's going to help them. Come on, we, we worship a lot of different things. Worship a lot of different things. In modern, modern day, don't you think just because we don't have no figure sitting on our mount out of our fireplace or something, don't you think we don't worship idols? Because we do. It's just different than back then. Then, verse 13, then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, why was he, why was he in rage and anger? Because in verse 12 it said that there were certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the providence of Babylon, you always have jealous people. At your workplace, at different places, you always have jealous people. Because they, 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 want, they don't want you to be favored. They want to be favored. And so the only way they can be favored is to put you down. They think. They think. So you pointed some, some people over this, 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 this him, nameless Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Now, if Nebuchadnezzar 
if this was later on, after chapter 4, he would say, hey, if you say anything else like that, I'm, I'm going I'm to throw you in the fire furnace. But see, this is before that. Then Nebuchadnezzar was in rage and anger and gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to him. Nebuchadnezzar responded in verse 14 and said, Is it true to the three men that you don't serve my gods or worship the golden image that I set up? Is that, I mean, is it true? Man, I've been favoring you. Is it true? Now, if you're ready, because I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I, I like you. You know how people say, I like you. you know? At the moment you hear the sound of the, of the, of the horn and the flute and the lyre, and the, and I, when you hear the music, go on and bow down, go on and bow down, man. Come on. It's not going to hurt you. Nobody going to know. Nobody going to say anything. You know how people tell us those things, you know? Come on. Your parents are not going to find out. <laughs> Everybody else doing it. See, they know. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not seeking man's favor. I'm seeking God's favor. God always knows. He knows everything. He sees everything. Then, here's what Nebuchadnezzar said. What God, small g, is there who can deliver you out of my hands? Like he's God. 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. Wait a minute, you're not going to answer the king? He, he just asked you a question. And you're going to act like you ignore You're not going to answer him? Verse 17, if it be so, our God, big G, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Worship God only. Worship God only. And we know the rest of it. He heated the furnace commanded to be seven times more than, than usual. It was so hot that the men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the furnace, they got burned up just throwing them in. They tied, they put clothes on them, they put the turban on them, they put all the, everything on them, dressed them all up, tied the hands up. We're going to throw you in. Tied up, I mean tied, tied up, throw them in. Verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and stood up in haste and he said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast bound into the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men, four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire, 
without harm. They're not burning up. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came to the door of the furnace and the blazing fire. He responded and said to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Come out! Come out! You servants of the Most High God! And come here! Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they came out of the furnace. <laughs> Everybody gathered around them and, and, and uh, saw in, in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was their hair of their head sin. Nor were their trousers damaged. Nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. My goodness gracious that we serve a great God. And we think what we are going through, God can't do nothing. We think that we are in this thing by ourselves. We think because the present situation looks dim, we think that Who's going to deliver us? The doctors can't do it. Who's going to deliver us? Who's going to who who who's going to give me a job? I can, you know I, I just got replaced from my job. Who's going to give me a? Come on. Who's going to make sure my my children grow up and be men and women, uh, godly men and women? Who's going to make sure that? We see all these situations, and the enemy whispers in your ear, can't nobody help you. Can't nobody deliver you from my hand. And you know that's Satan talking. He doesn't call himself Satan. It's just a thought comes to your mind. Nobody's going to deliver you. You better try to do it yourself. Try to do everything yourself. Come on. Nebuchadnezzar, verse 28, responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who put their trust in him. Number five, put your trust, total trust, total trust in God alone. Put your total trust in God alone. Did you hear what they said? They said, God can deliver us. From your hand, O king. And he will deliver us. They're talking positive now. But just in, just, but just in case he doesn't, it's not going to matter because I'm still not going to serve you. Come on. That's what they said. That's what they meant. You can put on all my clothes so they help the burning all you want to. Put my hat on so that you make sure my my hair catch a fire real quick. You can do whatever you want to. God will deliver me. But if he doesn't, I'm still not going to disobey my God. That's what he said. Put your total trust in him. Number one was to make sure we allow God to purify our heart. Number two, we're going to seek God's favor and not man's. Number three, we're going we're gonna to be a people of, of humility, aren't we? We're going to resist pride. pride. We're going to resist that. We're going to ask people to, hey, if you see an ounce of pride, if you just, you know, just see anything, you just let me know. 
because I, I, I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray ask God to get, get rid of that. I don't want pride near me because God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. I, I, want, I want grace. I'm going to worship God and God only. I'm not going to worship all this, this, this stuff, all this stuff going around. Uh, even though this person is a nice person, I used to say when I was growing up that my idol was uh, a man, a fellow by the name of Cedric Sudge. That's who I said. I said, that's my idol. And what I meant is that I looked at him. I want to be just like him. I want to be just like him because he was my next-door neighbor. And he, he was played for the high school team. My sister was, was a chili. She was, she was his boyfriend. She was, she was, she was, they were going together, you know. But he was, I mean, he, he ran touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. This was about in 58, 1958. I know y'all remember that. Don't, you, don't y'all remember that? <laughs> y'all were here, weren't you? 58? Come on. And he, he was so good, he got a scholarship to Indiana University. That's back... Well, you know, Indiana University are all white now. Come on. And, and, and this is back, this is Booker T. Washington High School. Rocky Mountain, oh yeah, mate. You don't go to, you do not go to, <laughs> you don't go to Indiana University. It's like going to University of Alabama. Come on. You, you know, you go to what you want to, you know, you, you won't even make it to the front door. Back in fifth eight, am I right? Back in fifth eight. No, no. They gave him a scholarship. He was that good. They were, they were willing to risk everything that did the mouths of all the people to get this dude. And I call him my idol. I, well, well, nothing I wouldn't do if Sergeant Sir said something. He said, when he speaks, I listen. Now, now don't you know that people still do that? To, to, to these movie stars, rock stars, whoever. People still do that stuff. They still do that stuff. God so worship me and worship me only. Put your total trust in God alone. Okay? We'll go through six, seven, and eight. Week after next. Uh, we'll finish up this part and then we'll go to another part that's going to be exciting because that part is dealing with Another situation. You remember I said that God intends to use you for his will to be done through you. God wants his will to be done through you. He wants to use you. He wants to use me. We are vessels of the most holy God. He's not here to do all the things that he, he was doing when he was on the earth, walking the earth. But he left. It was more, he said, you want me to leave for the Holy Spirit to come so he can be in all of you, so all of you will be able to do the works that I do and greater works that you do. In other words, God wants to use us. He wants us to be just like him. And when the, when, when the enemy was excited about him going to the cross, they didn't know that they were going to try to kill one. But then all of the millions of people are going to be just like him. 
just like him. He messed up. He messed up. So we'll talk about that. God is good. Let's stand. God is good. Remember now. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.